Hello, my friend, and welcome to episode number 56 of TFU News and Views. I am your host, Anthony Bercali, owner, operator, madman behind TFU.info, the website, the Toy Archive, Transformers University podcast, this podcast, and oh, so much more. And I want to welcome you to uh, the third attempt of recording episode number 56. So uh, maybe next episode will be episode number uh, 59. <laughs> <laughs> because it is uh, it is taking me three tries to record this. And I do want to tell that story a little bit. So um, the first episode, I was on, on, on a real good roll. I mean, a fantastic roll for about, oh God, about 15, 20 minutes. And then I looked down at my, um, my recorder and realized that it had stopped. Um, and it was off. And went back and checked i had stopped recording in about three minutes i had accidentally kicked the plug out of the recorder while talking and that completely zapped me of any energy to talk uh to do it all over again to talk all about what i was planning on talking about and the second time around which was shortly right after um because of that buzzkill because of that um just malaise and defeat of accidentally not recording uh, a lot of good content I, and I was like man I'm on a roll this is great um I couldn't just could not get into the episode and so I recorded an episode uh that I am pretty uh unhappy with um so maybe I'll throw it up on the Patreon as Patreon exclusive uh the the uh the lost episode uh, 56, uh, both versions, the three minutes, uh, where it does get cut off. And then the, uh, the subsequent other episode, cause, um, you can compare and contrast versus this final version, I guess, of what it'll be like. And I recorded about a week ago where just so, um, you know, where we are, I am recording right now. Actually, it was probably about two weeks ago. Come to think of it. Um, we are recording on, uh, December f- uh, 13th, 2022. Um, Rise of the Beast trailer has been out for about a week now, um, and I've got a lot to talk about. Uh, talk I want to talk about November and October and uh, the pre-order uh, brutalization of our wallets. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about Cyber Monday and Black Friday and uh, stream and deals that we have seen, and then we're gonna talk a little bit about uh, streaming television. Just some things I've been watching, including uh, uh, Transformers Earth Spark. And uh, the new season of uh, Netflix Masters of the Universe, uh, He-Man and the Masters of the Universe, the uh, non-Kevin Smith one, and a couple other shows that I've been uh, putting my eyes on. And then finally, we'll talk a bit about the Rise of the Beasts trailer, Uh, my impressions, my thoughts, and uh, even some thoughts about some other things, uh, such as Wheeljack's face and some of the leaked uh, Rise of the Beast toys as we get towards the end of this episode. So I'm entitling this episode November Kills, and that is part uh, a shout out to my buddy Dave of D-Squared Productions. You've heard his music here on uh, Transformers University. Uh, He is one of my oldest friends. He just celebrated his birthday yesterday. So big shout out to Dave. Happy birthday, Dave, if you're listening. And we're calling this November Kills because, oh my God, did November kill me in pre-orders. November and October together. Um, November especially. But the two months, I thought October was bad and then November hit and then uh, everything started flooding in. We had this weird convergence that is only because of COVID, right? Like this should never happen again um, unless there's another massive three-year-long global pandemic, right? 
because you had pre-orders that were delayed due to the pandemic. We had toys that were coming out on time, and then we had toys that were projected to be further out because of the pandemic showing up early. Which led to, and I kid you not, I have my my pre-order spreadsheet, which I kept because of the pandemic, because uh, I didn't used to. I used to be able to keep my pre-orders pretty straight in my head, and then I realized I'm pre-ordering everything because I'm not leaving the house, and I want to make sure I get things because there's shortages, right? So between all of my pre-orders for October and November, and I won't tell you how much I spent, but it was more than any multiple months combined uh, for this year. In fact, I, I was able to find a six-month span, I think, from like February through um, July, where I didn't spend as much as I did in October and November. Um, 46, 40, 46 pre-orders showed up. It's not 46 Transformers. There's, there were other toys, too, other lines that I um, casually collect, like He-Man and G.I. Joe. Um, but 46 pre-orders showed up. In those two months, um, my wife kind of said to me the other day that I've had things show up every other day, and um, she's technically wrong. I had things show up two out of every three days, uh, so that is forty-six items in sixty days or uh, sixty-one days. That's uh, obscene. It's obscene, uh, and it's it runs the gamut, right? So there were things I ordered on. Uh, Cyber Monday that showed up on time or right around uh, Cyber Monday, uh, Black Friday or Cyber Monday that showed up on time. And then there were things that I ordered a very long time ago that started to show up, uh, such as my Python Patrol figures from Target. And uh, if you know me and my taste in G.I. Joe, I'm a big fan of Python Patrol. And those took one year, one month, and 11 days uh, from the day I ordered the first one uh, and I ordered them over the course of two days, October 22nd and 23rd of uh, 2021. Uh, I took, I ordered uh, six figures total, three bats, three vipers. And it took for me to get all six, a total of one year, one month, and 11 days. Uh, that is the longest I've ever waited on a pre-order. And we're not talking about like a HasLab thing like Unicron or uh, Victory Saber, who is finally shipping, right? Um, or Deathsaurus. Woo! Uh, big, 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 huge deal about Deathsaurus. Just saw that the numbers uh, flipped uh, and that Deathsaurus is actually outsold Victory Saber. And of course, that number might come down. Uh, once credit cards start getting declined and uh, the numbers become a little more accurate. So keep an eye on that HasLab page, by the way, because you'll get an accurate number probably a few months out from now. But yes, all this stuff coming in. And I got to say, it's it's led me to rethink my collecting habits. It's led me to rethink my pre-ordering habits. Um, in fact, like even looking into the next year, the upside of my pre-order list, and I'm looking at it now, is that right now I have about, uh, let's see. Let's subtract that number. That is, I have about 37, <laughs> 37 uh, pre-orders in a row. And actually, it's not even, uh, and five of those are an actual order from uh, Black Friday, uh, Cyber Monday, actually, uh, that I'm waiting for from Entertainment Earth, who, for whatever reason, uh, really slowed processing this order. So if we want to subtract those five. That is 32 items on pre-order. Uh, from now until July. Um, some is as far out as July, and then some are still TBD as far as dates go. But uh, I'm starting to rethink of 
pre-ordering anything really because given uh, some of the upcoming figures that have leaked which i'm very excited about uh some of the um, rise of the beast stuff which i figure is gonna be a big media blitz some of the legacy stuff which looks really cool uh even the stuff for 2024 oh my god uh some of that stuff looks great too all of it um i don't see a reason a necessarily to pre-order a lot of it unless i'm trying to make a statement like um say for example when Legacy in 2024 does Beast Wars Silver Bolt, uh, a Beast Wars Fuser Silver Bolt at that, uh, I am pre-ordering that because I need to make a statement that that's a character that we need to um, keep in the zeitgeist of Transformers, right? But on the other hand, something like, and I have it pre-ordered now, Leo Prime. Um, I'm starting to go, oh, maybe I can wait on that. Maybe I can find that on discount. Maybe I can find that in the store. Um, do I want to shell out full price for that because i was out christmas shopping today and i was in ross and there was a lot of things i paid full price for them like you know there's there's about 40 bucks on the shelf that i could have saved uh if i had just waited so you know it's funny as collectors and as hobbyists right we want our our things to be successful but we also want to be able to consume as much of it as possible so you, you, we run that balance of spending full price and not spending full price waiting or not waiting uh picking and choosing our spots and it, it, it has led me to consider um, my place in collecting, especially now at the age of 44, as, as someone who has a very full collection room. Uh, in fact, I'm still waiting on uh, finding the right shelves. Ikea Ivar corner shelves, 20 inches, 20 inches by 30. Um, sorry, 20 by 30 by 30 inches. If you know where to get them, please tell me because uh, they don't exist anymore. And I just need six of those shelves <laughs> to to finish my unit and then really make some cool displays where I can pan across uh, two sets of Ivar shelves that are, are super deep and super cheap too. If you want good shelving that's cheap, yeah, Ivar is the way to go. Anyway, it's it's led me to consider what, I'm, what am I doing as a collector? Do I want to finish lines? Do I want to complete things I don't have? Because I as, as someone who's been around since G1, I still don't have a complete G1 collection. Um, there are some still uh, some expensive gaps in my U.S. G1, uh, namely Pretenders from 1988. I have, uh, let's see, one, two, I think I have three of them. Uh, but yeah, I'm still missing even some of the larger ones. I have Thunderwing, I have Stranglehold, I have Longtooth. Um, and I think that's it. I, I mean, I desperately want a bludgeon. Uh, and I've been I've been searching for one. Uh, and it, he's not easy to come by. Um, at least not cheap. Not under 300 bucks. Uh, and... Uh, you know, and it's, so do, you know, where is that balance? Because I know this year I have not bought that many vintage Transformers, uh, things that are not currently out or at retail. And it does lead me to wonder where my collecting habits really should go. Should I complete lines? And again, it's another of those things where it's a juggling act, right? Because you don't want to overpay, especially on something new if it becomes scarce or hot. A uh, good example are our Amazon exclusives from a couple of years ago, right? Um, I almost missed out on on Siege Ironhide, uh, not Earthrise Ironhide, I should say, uh, and that's a story that I will tell over on Seven Figures when I review Studio Series eighty six Ironhide. So if you're one of our Patreon members, patreoncom info, it is really it's a it's a great story um, uh, about my Earthrise Ironhide, uh, which I still haven't opened. Um, but I digress. Like that's that's an item that's gone through the roof in terms of price, right? Uh, I, I went through it with Siege Skywarp in that 
I I passed on it. I said, okay, it's an Amazon exclusive. They always overstock. They're gonna they're gonna put it on clearance at some point. They're gonna put it on sale. It's a seventy five dollar set. Um, and I waited and I waited, and this thing disappeared um, because partially because of the pandemic, and it never came to a price that I was happy with. And then I ended up having to pay way more than seventy five dollars to finally get it. And I won't say that I paid the most of what I've seen because I've seen it go for well over three hundred dollars. Um, but I find, I found a deal on eBay. I waited and bided my time and found one, but man, uh, waiting for that. And I bought it loose. I think loose complete, uh, waiting to do that took a while. took a lot of work and it was still more than $75. So we do have to manage that as collectors and as fans, right? Uh, so it's a weird, weird thing to juggle. And I'm trying to figure out how to best juggle this in 2023. Um, I think I'm going to set limits for myself in terms of spend, or at least in a goal in that I'm going to figure out what I spent this year and, and figure out what I really want to spend this year, uh, next year, and then work backwards and subtract from an overall number instead of just watching a number accumulate at the bottom of a spreadsheet. I think that's part of my goal. Um, second is really to be more selective in what I pick up, um, because there are holes in parts of my collection that uh, I wouldn't say they bother me. And I don't think any of it bothers me. It's fun. Uh, but I think there are things I would certainly like to do, uh, with my collection, such as completing my G1, uh, figures, which there, I'm trying to think there's no glaring. Uh, I don't own an original Triptychon. I own a platinum edition Triptychon, but that, that's one, like I can get to it eventually, but there are other things just kind of staring up, at my uh, my G1 collection. I'm missing one of the, I'm actually, I don't have an original double dealer. I don't have, uh, let's see, I have Darkwind, but not Dreadwing. Uh, little things like that where I'm like, you know what, let's let's find little spaces to, to clear, uh, to fill in the blanks. Uh, for the longest time, I didn't own trigger, uh, Slug Slinger or Needlenose, and uh, actually I did that during the pandemic on both of those. So I think that's part of it. The other part of it is being selective in what else I buy that's non-Transformers. Uh, fortunately, G.I. Joe Classified has gotten to a place where I don't see a lot of... Um, I mean, not that I'm, I'm already being selective about what I buy, but they've hit a lot of the key characters that I wanted to get in Classified. Uh, I think coming up at Shipwreck is one of the big ones uh, that that hasn't gone up for pre-order yet. And then after that, like on the Joe side, there's not a lot that I'm terribly interested in. Now on the Cobra side, I know they mentioned Range Viper. I'm kind of into that. Um, if, you know, depending on what Vipers they do, I'll be into those. If they do more Python Patrol, I'll be into that. Um, but after that, it, it's it's going to get very selective, and I think I, I can at least dial that back to some extent too. Uh, I imagine they'll do another Storm Shadow and Snake Eyes. Maybe they'll do that Joe, uh, you know, weird camo Storm Shadow, and I'll totally be into that. Point is, it's gonna be it's gonna be a crapshoot for a lot of it. I'm gonna wait and see if Hasbro does one of those forty percent off sales again, uh, which I think they are gonna do uh, at some point next year. Uh, if not, they're gonna do a Black Friday sale, and there's gonna be part of me that says, "Can I pull it off on Black Friday? Can I pull it off on Cyber Weekend?" Uh, and and do a massive kind of buy. Then will it hit deepdiscount.com, which is another great place to pick up toys. Um, so we'll see. And I say it, and then I say all this. And meanwhile, I was just on Amazon looking at uh, 2000X He-Man and 2000X Skeletor and Anti-Attorney He-Man because they're all uh, in a price range that I'm comfortable buying. And I'm like trying to dive back, dial back on uh, Motu Origins for the same reasons. Uh, there are not a lot of characters left. I want to see them tackle. 
and the fact that like I'm trying to dial back and on the other hand saying to myself let's buy two more he-man and one more skeletor is is a little ridiculous <laughs> in my own mind yes but the all black he-man um i have an idea of doing like an all black display with he-man and and a bunch of like you know nemesis prime characters and um i did part of me just is like that'd be a cool fit uh so we'll see we'll see so speaking of Black Friday and Cyber Monday, there were deals to be had. Uh, Hasbro had a decent sale. There's, there were some great deals on 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 Amazon. I'm still kind of kicking myself for not doing the uh, movie 15th anniversary Autobot set for I think it was like ninety five dollars, which uh, for a hundred and fifty dollars set is you know it's two Voyagers and three Deluxes. I mean that that is a quality buy at a hundred bucks. You know yeah, there might be all molds. <laughs> They're all molds I have already, but. It, the idea that they're slightly different paint jobs, they're good for the trans for the archive at tfu.info. Uh, there was a lot of reasons why I was kind of really interested in picking that up. But I held off. Uh, I would say the best deals, honestly, on Cyber Weekend were not necessarily toy deals. Um, there were good ones. Uh, Entertainment Earth had some good deals. I went in on um, Super 7 Ultimates Wave 1 for Transformers. That whole set was 100 bucks. Uh, for wave one, it's supposed to be it's about half, almost half price, less more than half price because they were fifty five dollars each. It would have been two twenty for the uh, the set on the whole. I also got uh, Super Seven's Ultimates, uh, Sorcerer's Apprentice, Mickey Mouse. So that's the one I'm waiting for to be delivered. Um, also pulled the trigger on a couple of things on Hasbro sale because they had twenty five percent off. So the neat thing about Hasbro sale for Cyber Week and was unlike the summer sale which was 40% off if you spent $75 or more, um, that 40% off didn't apply to partner exclusives, right? So Retro Beast Wars, anything that was Target exclusive, anything that was Amazon exclusive, anything that still lived in Hasbro Pulse's uh, inventory that was an exclusive to a, a, a partner of theirs was not on sale. This time around, for the 25% off sale, they were. So I, I picked up a few vintage Beast Wars that I had been, uh, who I, which I never expect to see, in my local stores, though if you are looking, <laughs> they are showing up at Ross and uh, uh, TJ Maxx Marshalls. I saw Tigatron for 11 bucks at one, and I saw uh, Scorponok for 15 at uh, Ross. So I picked up Pterosaur and Wolf Fang from the Vintage line. I also picked up Legacy Core Class uh, Shockwave, which <laughs> I forgot existed. <laughs> like I kept confusing it with the movie Studio Series one, and totally forgot it existed. Two more things I pulled the trigger on was Red uh, Bumblebee, uh, because I like that design. I'm, I know I keep saying I'm out on Red, if you're listening over at the Seven Figures podcast, um, but that is really the Bumblebee I've always wanted, and so we'll see how it looks, uh, see how it looks out of the package. I'm probably going to be disappointed, but at 25% off, I'll be less uh, disappointed. The other thing I picked up was the uh, Tensing Masterpiece, and I say that with quotes, Optimus Prime. It is uh, the siege ultra magnus cab uh painted in optimus prime colors with the tensing stand uh which i'm interested in seeing how that works so uh for what turned out to be about 45 dollars for a leader class figure uh i can get in on that hey want to help out this podcast or the website tfu.info there's a number of ways you can do it let me tell you how you can help us directly by joining our Patreon and enrolling as a student at Transformers University. There, you'll get early access to the podcast as well as exclusive behind-the-scenes peaks and perks for as little as $1 a month. Sign up is quick and easy. Just swing on by to www.patreon.com slash tfuinfo. 
Another way you can help us is by using our Amazon link, www.tfu.info slash Amazon. Type that into your browser whenever you want to shop at Amazon and a portion of what you spend will be contributed back to us. It's that easy. Finally, you don't become the world's longest running transforming toy archive without some help from other fans. We're always on the hunt for photos of figures and accessories we're missing from our pages. If you'd like to contribute, go to tfu.info slash help for a list of what we need or send an email to info at tfu.info. tfu.info, the alpha trion and omega prime of transforming toys. Now, back to the show. So as I said, one of the best deals on, <laughs> the honestly, the best deals on Cyber Weekend weren't for toys, but were the streaming services. Uh, I ended up signing up for Peacock uh, at 99 cents a month for the year. So for 12 bucks, uh, I was able to, to sign up for Peacock and see how much I'll use that over the course of the years. But for, for $12, it's hard to pass up. And then... And it's still running until uh, the third of the year. Paramount Plus is doing half off an annual subscription. So uh, that is half priced off the $25 subscription if you want to watch commercials. And if you don't want to watch commercials, that's the $50 subscription is $25 uh, for the for the year. And so I, I hopped on that because uh, I had had reason to watch Paramount Plus uh, with all the uh, sci-fi stuff it has between Star Trek and now Transformers and Ninja Turtles. Uh, there's a lot of a lot of great content there. So I uh, started on Earth Spark, uh, which I have to say I am four episodes in, and I'm really liking it. Uh, I'm reserving uh, my judgment uh, until I finish. Um, there are some things that I, that don't click with me, but I don't think I'm the target audience, so that's fine. And there are some things uh, that I really like about it, but it, I like that it is a unique and different take on Transformers overall. So. I'm uh, looking forward to watching the rest of that. I feel like it's going to live up to the hype uh, of everything I've seen online. And um, I am very open-minded to uh, to new, uh, young-aimed Transformers shows. And I, I've realized over the years uh, that it does take a handful of episodes for them to really hit their stride and really hit their stride in storytelling and getting us invested. And I'm, I feel like we're headed there. I feel like... Um, I feel like Earthspark is headed there with the few episodes I've watched. So interested in seeing that. I've also caught up on some streaming shows overall. I've caught up on, uh, like I said earlier, the season three of He-Man and the Masters of the Universe on Netflix. And if, if you're not watching it, what are you doing? Um, such a good show. Um, smart, well-animated, fun, uh, easy to access, easy to get in and out of, lots of lore, um, you know, spotlights on characters that other aren't He-Man or, or Skeletor. Uh, honestly, the best Skeletor of any animated incarnation of He-Man. Uh, just really check it out. Um, I'm not going to say too much in terms of uh, third season uh, uh, plot points, but uh, it's consistent. You know, seasons one, two, three. It's really reminding me of the feeling I had watching Netflix's Voltron series in that uh, the show just keeps getting better. Uh, and they keep unraveling and adding more stuff. And even though I feel like visually it's a bit um, of He-Man done as Final Fantasy, uh, story-wise, um, it's it's very good, and uh, you should definitely check it out. Uh, also caught Sandman on Netflix, a comic book I have never read, and I've read lots of comic books. I've sampled lots of comic books in my life, and that is not one I've ever dabbled in. And uh, going into that show with, with no knowledge of the characters, the setting, or, or um, the goals of the series um, was awesome. 
because <laughs> that show is great. Uh, it took a little while. It takes until episode four or five, whatever the diner episode is. Um, the diner episode is off the hook. Uh, that one made the show go from, okay, this is fun. I'll go through the whole season to, oh my God, when, when, when can I watch the next one? When do I have time an hour to sit and watch the next one? Um, I think that episode and the following episode where, uh, another major character is, is introduced and I won't go into who, uh, really, really, uh, sucked me into the show. Uh, also, uh, at the encouragement of some friends of mine, hopped on, uh, the house of the dragon, uh, which I was emotionally protesting with, uh, uh, my my affinity for the Game of Thrones novels, uh, which I've been reading since I was in college, since uh, late 1997 or 98. I, I don't remember what I've had. I've gotten a very early paperback pressing of the original Game of Thrones book. I have been reading the Game of Thrones George R. R. Martin series uh, since the late 90s. Um, so, like, I remember when each book was new. Uh, <laughs> and... Um, I'm annoyed that he hasn't finished the book. So I, I was kind of boycotting uh, House of the Dragon. And, and some friends of mine uh, in my neighborhood, uh, they, they, they encouraged me to watch it. They said I was going to like it, and they were right. Uh, everything about that series is, is really well done, uh, except for the weird actor change and the time jump. Um, so there's a time jump midway through the season series, and, and only two of the actors change. Not all the actors, two of the, well, not only two. There are other actors, but two of the main characters change actresses, and uh, it's a little jarring, uh, especially with how good the first batch of actresses were. Um, so it's, it, the show itself is really good. Uh, it ended on a, on a, you know, with a really cool moment. Um, it didn't end on the big kind of Game of Thrones twist that I would expect, but I have to say the final episode was super tense, and uh, that made it made it a lot of fun to watch. Uh, also started on What If on Disney Plus. Uh, it's one of those Disney series I have kind of glossed over as I've been trying to make my way through uh, Phase Four. Um, my wife and I have paused on Games uh, Phase Four. We're at we're up to the Doctor Strange movie. Um, I haven't watched that yet. But uh, she has no, wants no part of what if, and I'm like, you know what, I, I'll do it. And so I watched the first one uh, on Captain Carter, and uh, really liked it. And so uh, you know, the animation is super great, uh, super cool. It reminds me of some other show I watched on Netflix. And for the life of me, I can't pull the name right now, but it was about these uh, soldiers uh, in World War II, and it was animated, but it was like realistically animated, and it was it was really good. Um, It'll come to me eventually, but uh, dig around Netflix. You'll find it. Uh, it was a good watch. And finally, I'm also playing catch up on the new Quantum Leap, and I'm really enjoying that as well. Uh, like the ties back to the original series. There's some really fun things in there in terms of, you know, name drops of Sam Beckett, name drops of Al, uh, and and relations to uh, both of their actions uh, during the original series. Uh, that was the first show in my personal history I can think of that actually... I um, made appointment viewing. So in um, pre-streaming days, in pre-DVR days, uh, and to some extent, I won't say pre-VCR days, but not when there was one on every television, uh, you had to make sure you were in front of the TV. And Quantum Leap was kind of that first show for me that um, was mine. And, you know, Wednesday, it was Wednesday night at 10, Wednesday at 9. Um, I, I made sure I was in front of it. I made sure I was either done with my homework or doing my homework and watching it. And so that that was the one show for me. So I'm I'm glad to see it back. I'm glad to see NBC finally doing it. Hopefully NBC makes a commitment to it, uh, because uh, my my personal track record with NBC sci-fi dramas from the network that owns the sci-fi network, 
is not good. Uh, they tend to bail within two seasons and uh, go, you go back and look at shows like Timeless and Journeyman and Revolution and, um, uh, uh, was it the in the, the incident, the, uh, the, oh, what's the one with the aliens? Oh God, it, it wasn't that good. Uh, <laughs> it, it'll, uh, It'll come to me, but uh, oh, it, yeah, the, the NBC bails two seasons in almost every time. All right, now finally to the most recent bit of news, Rise of the Beast. Uh, the trailer, to me, looked great, and uh, part of the reason I wanted to re-record this episode uh, another time is that I, I not just the reaction to Rise of the Beast, but just in general, listening to other Transformers podcasts, uh, both people I know and people I don't know, um, and I'm not going to name names. There's an because it's an overall feeling. I I can kind of see the thread with a lot of people, people I call friends and people who, like I said, I don't know, um, of negativity and not just negativity towards not necessarily negativity towards Rise of the Beast, negativity towards uh, the hobby <laughs> as a whole. And I want to keep things positive here. And I think the 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 episode where I had all the energy sucked out of me from screwing up and kicking out the uh, uh, electricity from the first recording. Um, I didn't want to give that vibe that I was being negative or that I felt negative about this hobby that we all enjoy and love so much. So Rise of the Beast is one of those things where, again, it, it very much can be divisive in terms of, of fandom reaction. And uh, I am one to say, and because this is recent news, uh, who the hell cares about Wheeljack's face? I am the biggest Wheeljack fan in this fandom. Uh, I'll go on record and say that. All right. Um, I, I have a Wheeljack shrine, which is currently not up. But uh, I, I mean, I own a Diaclone Wheeljack because I am a huge Wheeljack fan. Uh, the Marlboro at that. Um, you know, I, I deliberately collect Wheeljack figures. It's It doesn't bother me that the face is different. The face wasn't the same either in, in Revenge of the Fallen where we had Q, who was Wheeljack. Um, so this is a prequel, number one. It takes place in the 90s. It's probably some sort of time travel story that makes us you know, effectively remove uh, the Bay universe from anything or uh, shunt it off to the side uh, in the way probably Days of uh, Future Past did to uh, X-Men 3, best thing that movie ever did and, and part of the reason why I love it. Um, it says to me, like, okay, so what? This is just a new version, a new iteration, and I'm all in. Uh, I love the I love the uh, Volkswagen uh, van mode for him. Uh, I have a feeling we're going to see some some wacky recolors of this thing, and um, I have a feeling you know we're, there's probably I hate to say it more to this than meets the eye. Um, as far as the trailer goes, it was cool seeing Optimus Primal, Cheetor, and Rhinox and Air Razor in in live action form, uh, whatever that may be. Uh, I am not so silly as to think they're the same characters. Uh, I know they're going to be different characters in 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 the shell of them. Uh, it's the same thing we got from from Kingdom on Netflix. Like we're going to get a version of them that may or may not be accurate to anything before. But to have that expectation to me seems silly, uh, especially with the history of this fandom. That's uh, not how it works. I mean, Movie Prime and G1 Prime are still totally different characters. There's a reason why we nicknamed, as a fandom, nicknamed Movie Prime Murder Prime. Because he is very different, starkly different than than the G1 joking, basketball-playing, punning dad uh, that, that we all kind of love. Um or, you know, and that's just not to say positive or negative, right? Because, like, comic Optimus, G1 comic Optimus is very different from G1 cartoon Optimus. And 
IDW Comic Optimus is very different from G1 Comic Optimus. They have different variations of that personality, right? So to have that expectation that it's supposed to be what you expect it to be is just silly. Um, so look, time to get off that train, right? Let's let's see what this is. Let's see what Rise of the Beast is. It looks good. I mean, look, it's a trailer. <laughs> we don't have any story. We don't have any idea how this looks. Um, I am first one to tell you that I've walked out of every single live action Transformers movie thinking it was great, um, only to revisit it mentally sometimes minutes later and go, the hell was I thinking? Um, there, there are definitely times I, I feel like you go on the ride and you get the adrenaline rush of that movie and it's great. And then you go back and you mentally revisit the plot points and you're like, that doesn't make sense. That didn't make sense. Why did I like that? Um, so there is certainly a high to hitting the movie beforehand. Um, I feel like we're going to at least get that from Rise of the Beast. And then if we get something good out of it, great. And if we don't, like how much worse could it be than say, I don't know, the last night um, or Age of Extinction? Two movies that I remember virtually nothing about having seen them um, and having owned many, many, many toys from both. Uh, there's just, you know, there's little bits and pieces in my head that live on. But other than that, uh, and some, some for good and some not so good, Romeo and Juliet card. Uh, but there's still things that have just become part of this fandom, whether they're good or bad, they're things we will riff on and enjoy for years and years and years to come. And I feel like Rise of the Beast, if it has any of that, good or bad, then there are just things that we're going to have fun with in the future. And so with that, I'm going to leave you there. This has been another episode of TFU News and Views. I am your host, Anthony Brucalli. I want to remind you, hop over to our Patreon. I've got 12 episodes up now of the Seven Figures podcast, uh, which is a f- part of your Patreon subscription for junior level and higher. Um, I, I open seven figures, <laughs> seven toys, and I talk about them and uh, tell you my thoughts on them. And it can be anything from, uh, well, we mostly Transformers, but there's some G.I. Joe, there's some uh, He-Man, uh, probably talk some Marvel stuff in the future because I just got in that Spidey and his amazing friends, uh, Spider-Man and his amazing friends, uh, three-pack from Marvel Legends, uh, which is like the first Marvel Legends figure I probably bought in about three years. Uh, I've gotten a couple for free from Hasbro, but I, I don't race out and buy those guys. Um, and and yeah, I've got actually notes for two more episodes I'm going to do. So uh, pretty soon, probably by the end of the year, there'll be 14 episodes of this up online. Uh, so you can go subscribe now. It's three bucks a month uh, for the junior level. Uh, three bucks gets you uh, 12 episodes of Seven Figures, plus all my other exclusive podcasts from before that, plus any exclusive podcasts I do for this month and the month going forward and into the future. It's a great deal, right? And of course, Transformers University isn't going anywhere. I just haven't had time to really sit down with Headmasters episodes. I do have to tell you, those Headmasters episodes are really tricky to do um, because I, with previous episodes, and I'll give you a little inside baseball on how Transformers University comes together to some extent. With the older episodes, in 84 through 86 into 87, um, I have a lot of friends in the fandom that I've known for many, many years. And I reach out to them and say, hey, I know you love so-and-so this figure this episode because i know them because they're my friends uh can you record something or i'll ask them hey do you have any emotional attachment to any of this and they'll say yes somebody will say yes and then we'll go from there and i'll have them record something and then that fills in a part of that episode right so you get to hear not just my opinion not just my thought which has kind of always been my mo with transformers university the problem is with japanese uh cartoon series with headmasters and beyond um 
aside from a few episodes here and there, I don't have uh, friends with strong opinions about them. And usually the strong opinions are about the dub and not, not the actual content of the episode. So having someone to reach out to is not there. So I have to do all the work myself for those episodes. So it requires me to watch uh, Headmasters usually uh, in stereo. I try to watch the subtitled uh, and the dub at the same time. I've actually edited them together for my own purposes. Put the sound from one on the left ear, sound from the other on the right ear, both both videos up on screen and watch it. It still takes a lot of work. It's, it's a half hour plus time to write notes per episode. So you're talking about an hour and a half, two hours of just research before I sit down and record, before I sit down, edit and pull sound bites. Um, so, so right now we're stuck <laughs> on a uh, three episode uh, swing of Headmaster. So I'm trying to figure out just the proper workflow for all of this. And once I get that ironed out, I think the, the Transformers University as a series will move on smoother because I'm going to have to do it for Master Force. I'm going to have to do it for Victory. Um, and so we'll get there. I promise you we'll get there. Uh, fortunately, I have some time off uh, with the coming holiday. My work shuts down for uh, a week or so. And so hopefully I'm trying to tackle a few of those episodes. Uh, but in the meantime, recording seven figures is kind of like the, um, the easiest thing I can do. I get to open toys and tell you what I think. So please pop on over to the Patreon if you if you enjoy my work. It's it's a lot of fun. Those, those seven figure episodes are, uh, uh, I've been told, they're a lot, a lot of fun to listen to. So that will wrap things up. Once again, I am your host, Anthony Bricalli, owner-operator Madman behind TFU.info. Until next time, see ya. Want to be on the show? Leave us a voicemail at 702-763-4838. That's 702-POD-4TFU. Or send an email to info at TFU.info. Be sure to catch us on Twitter at TFU underscore info and on Facebook and Instagram under the username TFU info, all one word. Also, please subscribe to our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash TFU info, where we post all of our podcasts plus special video segments, reviews, and live coverage of Transformers-related events such as New York Toy Fair and New York Comic Con. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please visit us at www.tfu.info, the world's longest-running transforming toy archive. <laughs> <laughs>